This is the Collector Car Podcast, the home for the auto enthusiast. Join Greg Stanley as he applies over 25 years of insights and analytical experience to the collector car market. He will interview the experts and throw in some fun stuff as well. Well, today I have a special guest, RJ Sotil. RJ, how are you doing today? Great. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Speaking of which, I ran across you when I was traveling around Altoona, Pennsylvania, and you have a really cool business there called Hobby Car Corvettes. Could you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, we're uh, the largest C3 Corvette dealer in the world. Uh, my father started the business about 86, and it's just kept growing and growing, and uh, now we have about 100 of them in stock at all times. Yeah, what was really cool, and for our listeners who are car folks, they might not be Corvette folks, the C3 is what, 68 to 82? Yep, 68 to 82 is the C3 generation of the Corvette. And there's what, 183 model that was made, and it's in the museum, correct? Yep, they made a handful of 83s, and they crushed all but one of them, and the Corvette Museum has the one that's left. Now, is that just because they couldn't get the tooling done in time to actually launch a 1983 year model? Well, they have a lot of issues because they were coming out with the C4 generation. That's what and I they meant, didn't yeah. feel the quality. Yeah. They didn't feel the quality was high enough to release the car in 83. Okay. Yeah, when I was at your location, you had a couple different buildings full of great cars. Do you have a favorite C3 Corvette? One that's kind of like your all-time favorite? Uh, I've always been a fan of the, the Mako Shark custom cars and the Baldwin Motions and that type of stuff. Uh, just always like the custom cars. So Right, right. Now, do you only deal in C3s, or do you have some other cars on site as well? We have a, a massive collection of street rods and muscle cars and some earlier Corvettes, too, but we generally just stick to the C3s. Yeah, I think when I was there, there was a couple earlier, maybe 67, 66 C2 Corvettes for sale. Um, I think you did. You have a Mustang at the time I was there for. Yep. Yeah. There's a handful of Mustangs and Shelbys and just a bunch of different street rods too that we've collected over the years. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, if you would, could you tell us a little bit about that collection you have there? I know you had. I think you had what a Sunbeam Tiger. You had some some cool different stuff. Could you kind of give us a heads up on a few of them? Yeah. Yeah. We have a, a Sunbeam Tiger and a DeLorean, like Back to the Future, and uh, a couple of AMXs. Uh, a little red express pickup truck, Ranchero, uh, a 32 Ford 5 window coupe, kind of like American graffiti style that we just got uh, this spring that we've been playing with, and just a bunch of other neat stuff. We have a homemade car that uh, a local builder did back in the 50s, and just some unusual cars. Yeah, wasn't there a, what, a 69 or 70 Shelby back there as well? Yep, yeah, there's a 69 Shelby here in my dad's own since 1971 or two. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that's really cool. Now, what would you say is the rarest car in your collection? I, I know I asked this in person, but I might as well ask it now, too. <laughs> Probably my Baldwin Motion Corvette. I have a 70 LT1 Baldwin Motion. Uh, it's supposedly the only... Baldwin motion car to have the LT1 engine still in it, and it's all numbers matching. So Yeah, that was really cool. If you go to my Instagram handle, at the Collector Car Podcast, I think I posted a picture halfway uncovered with the car cover, which kind of gives you a taste of what it's all about. Um, now, how did your passion for cars begin? Was it inherited? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, when we built this business, I was two years old. So I basically grew up in the business and you know, learned everything from all the guys over the years and all the people that we bought cars from. So it, it was a well-learned business. So. Yeah, now, seeing as you're in cars, Corvette specifically, but cars day and night, is there a car on your wish list that you'd like to have pass through your ownership? 
always wanted a Lamborghini, like an 84 Countach, but I, I've never <laughs> been able to justify at owning one. So we had a Pantera for a number of years, and unfortunately, I was just a little too big to drive it comfortably, so we sold it. So That's funny, because when I met you, I'm like, you're not a big guy. So was it just Panteras are just naturally tight? <laughs> the footwell where your feet are for driving and clutching and all that stuff is really tight in those cars so i kept hitting the brakes when i hit the gas so oh wow that's kind of funny considering the engines in the back you think it open up the footwell space but i guess not yeah yeah they they didn't it wasn't much room so now by the time this is posted i will have already shot out my 12 days of a car christmas so it's the 12 days of christmas but with cars and i actually picked uh i think it was eight lamborghinis was for the eight day and I picked a Countach as well, and the first supercar I ever saw in person was a white with red interior Countach, like in 1986, and I fell in love with that car. What made you fall in love with the Countach? Pretty much the same thing. I always had pictures of the red Countaches, and just, yeah, I've always wanted one, but I don't know. I just, yeah, that's a lot of money to have in one vehicle that I barely would use. Yeah, what would your com color combination be? Probably red with the tan or red with the black. Yeah, I always love the red with the, the gold wheels, you know. That was, yep. was kind of cool. So, Well, cool. Well, do you have a barn find story you can share, one that you've stumbled across and either was able to salvage or one that is still out there? Oh, I got lots of barn find ones. <laughs> Probably the two favorite ones, um, we ended up down in West Virginia. The gentlemen, uh, I think they were gypsies. They did black topping, and they had a whole, like, homemade barn full of street or uh, full of like muscle cars like Chevelles and Camaros and they had three Corvettes uh, they had a 73 a 72 with a Mako front end and then this weird 68 that was all chopped up and screwed up and it, it was in real bad shape but I, I tried to buy the the 72 Mako but I couldn't get it bought so I ended up leaving with the 73 and just stayed in touch and over the next year I was able to get the uh, 72 bought and then I sold it to a lady who um, actually is restoring it right now. She's on Facebook, and she's posting pictures, and she really loves the car. So it's kind of neat to see the car that was laying in the mud, you know, all you know, deteriorated, and what she's done with it in the last five years. Wow, that's really cool. Did you get any of the other cars out of there? Or are they still there? Uh, as far as I know, most of them are still there, and they're still under the, the roof. I've had friends try and go buy some of the Chevelles and the 55 Chevys and that stuff, and you just can't make a deal with the gentleman. So. Wow, okay. What other barn stories do you have? What other barn stories do you have? You mentioned you might have a few. Um, A friend of mine's high school buddy had a 74 L. 82 four-speed two-top convertible they rode to high school with and uh, they left it lay in the yard for almost 20 almost 30 years they built a new garage about 100 feet from it and they never found the time to push it into the garage so luckily the uh, my buddy was able to talk to his high school friend and we convinced them that the car needed to get you know in somebody's hands that could do something with it so I was able to get it bought and I actually sold it to a uh, a high school shop teacher down near D.C. who restored the car and made it really, really nice. So, Did he restore it with his shop, like uh, as a project with the students? Um, I think they helped some. I'm not 100% sure how much help they actually got to do on it. So, Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Well, if I gave you $100,000 and I told you you have to buy a classic car, what would you buy? Oh, that's tough because I own most of what I like. That's the problem. <laughs> well, that's why it's a good question because I want to know what— what don't you have? <laughs> what don't I have? That, that's 
I probably would go buy another Panatera, even though I probably couldn't drive it. I just wouldn't mind owning another one because yeah. I couldn't afford a Lamborghini yeah. with a hundred thousand. So yeah, you could definitely get a decent Pantera with a hundred grand. You know, I think most are around yeah. eighty. You know, so yeah, hundred. That would yeah. give you a really nice one. Cool. Well, are there any recent trends you're seeing in the collector car market, specifically C3s? Oh, uh, it's still strong. I mean, I see the chrome bumper cars really taking off the '68 to '72s, um, and I see the rubber bumper cars doing very well for what they are. I mean, they're never going to be forty, fifty, hundred thousand dollar cars, but the nice ones are still doing twenty to thirty, and you know they still have a good demand for them. And I think the good cars that are left are going to still be worth good money, and you know the project cars are going to fall by the wayside. Yeah, and you, when I was there, you had a couple that just stood out to me. That uh, color combinations, you had some cool stuff. I remember as soon as I walked into that one of the back rooms there, there was a kind of like a silvery blue with a tan interior i just fell in love with there was quite a number of cars you know the 70s corvettes that i've never been crazy about i've always liked them i've just never been crazy about them that i was ready to drive off so you do have a nice collection there for sale for sure yeah and definitely with all the new crate motors and stuff you can take the mid-70s low horsepower cars and make them into you know as much fun as the early stuff and not have near as much money in them now uh, the only C3 car, famous three, C3 car I can think of is the one from Corvette Summer with Mark Hamill, correct? Yep, yeah. Does that still exist? Is that in someone's collection somewhere? It's supposedly down in Australia from what I've heard, the the show car. There's a number of clones around and stuff like that, but as far as I know, the show car is out of the country. Okay, all right. Well, the last thing I like to do is a little game I call Keep cash or crush so that's why i give you three cars you have to tell me which one you want to keep forever which one you want to cash in and which one you want to crush so i have a list of three cars and i just changed it based on our conversation so the three cars i have for you is a 19 let's say 69 427 copo camaro so these are like factory race cars um let's let's call it mint condition so that's i don't know i don't know my numbers on that about six hundred thousand dollar car maybe something like that okay yeah and i don't follow them enough either so i'll take your word for it okay a 1969 l88 corvette so pretty much one of the top c3s And then the new one I just added, it was going to be a 65 Shelby GT350R. I pulled that. The new one is going to be a 1984 Lamborghini Countach. (laughs) (laughs) See, the car hoarder in me, I'd want to keep all of them. (laughs) Yeah, so this is a tough one. You can't keep all. Which one would you keep? Cash and Crush. I wouldn't want to crush any of those. Uh, Not at all, but as far as selling... I'd probably end up having to sell the Camaro and keep the the uh, Countach and the Corvette. So if you had to do, so I know this is a very difficult by the phrasing of crush. What one? <laughs> let's say one, two, or three. Which one would come in third? Hmm. I don't know. Probably the Camaro would be third. Yeah, because you're a C3 Corvette guy, so you probably have to. Yeah, yeah. I won't have you say the words. I'll just say uh, keep the Lamborghini, cash the L88, and maybe number three, which could mean crush or could not mean crush, the uh, Copo Camaro. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. Well, I appreciate your time today. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about your business? Uh, Our website's the the easiest way to, to check out everything we have here along with our Facebook. We're always posting you know, videos and road trips and fun places we see along the way and, you know, things we're doing in the shop. So there's always, you know, neat stuff on the Facebook, but the website's hobbycarcorvettes.net.
Awesome. Well, thanks for your time today, RJ. Hey, you're welcome. It was good meeting you last week, and uh, it was good chatting with you today. Thanks for listening to the Collector Car Podcast. Don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at the Collector Car Podcast.